Well, hey there. I'm your host, Harmony Patton, a.k.a. the Paleo Ballerina. And if you want to heal your skin from the inside out, you've come to the right place. This is Discovering You Podcast. Hey, hey, it's Harmony here. So we made it to episode 17 and uh, today's episode is going to just be ever so slightly different. I realized that I have a lot of new people here and I don't believe I ever shared my story here on the podcast. Uh, When Sherry and I started the podcast, I know we sort of just jumped right in. I think we both talked about our backgrounds slightly and throughout the episodes, we definitely, you know, talked about our stories, but I wanted to tell my story on how I cleared my skin. So that's what today's episode is just going to be all about. I'm going to talk about how I cleared my skin, uh, what exactly I did, and there's kind of a lot of elements to this, so bear with me. I'm going to do my best to kind of go in chronological order, give you an idea of where I started and uh, how things progressed. Let's dive right in. Okay, so... I always like to say that I've had acne since I was 11. That might be a little bit of an exaggeration, but I definitely got my first breakouts and started having pimples when I was around 11. I was actually living in Korea at the time, and uh, I remember (laughs) in elementary school people being like, oh my god, you have a pimple? I heard that means that you must like a boy or something, and Like, all in all, I guess that kind of makes sense because, like, pimples, hormonal, and I guess if you have hormones, you're attracted to people or something. Anyway, I don't really know where that logic is from, but (laughs) I remember just, like, immediately being so embarrassed and just like, oh my god, I have pimples, what is this, why? Uh, And from there (laughs) began this delightful journey with acne. So there's been a lot of ups and downs along the way. Um, I've tried so many different things for my skin and I never really thought about acne in like a thing as a thing to heal, if that makes sense. I always thought about it as just like, oh, this annoying thing that I'm plagued with and I'm super unlucky and I just, I just have this and that's what it is and it sucks. And that's my life. Um, And, you know, I always believed these like, you know, the infomercials and proactive. And I mean, I, (laughs) it's really funny because even like as an adult, after trying so many different systems and even trying so many things that dermatologists and doctors had prescribed to me, I still would try like an infomercial thing. I just so, so many different things I've tried, you guys. Like, I can't even fully list off everything. Sorry if you heard that noise. That was my dog scratching herself. Anyway, um, so essentially, let's fast forward a little bit, right? So, I did a bunch of like three-step things. I think the first one I tried was like an Avon one or something, you know, a three-step acne thing. It's always a cleanser, a toner, and then a lotion. Um, And typically the way it would go with those systems is I would start it, my skin would get worse, it would get slightly better, and then I would just be bad again and stop working altogether. And then I would try a new one. And, uh, you know, even throughout the process, I did, I went to a dermatologist when I was probably like 15 16 more like and actually yeah I think that was more around like 16 17 when I went to a dermatologist for the first time finally and I was like oh I'm finally gonna get help I'm finally gonna get my skin clear this is so promising I'm so excited and yeah sure enough uh, she prescribed me Tazerac and tetracycline which is an antibiotic and I mean I started taking the tetracycline and using the Tazerac 
oh man and like my skin felt terrible and I felt really like sick and my skin definitely got worse with all of that so we called the dermatologist and she was pretty much just like oh you know like you need to keep going longer keep trying it whatever but I just didn't feel good about it I didn't feel good taking it so we stopped that and prior to that actually um when I was a little bit younger so more like 14 15 we, my mom and I had tried some natural things that didn't work. You know, I got like witch hazel as a toner and I don't know. We went to some like random health food store and got all this natural stuff for my skin and that was a total bust. And I remember just being like, this is bullshit. This natural stuff does not work. I don't like this. You, I mean, I was so like anti any kind of natural thing because my mom raised us like taking homeopathic remedies and we would never take Advil. We weren't allowed to have coffee or Coca-Cola. I mean, you know, she tried to raise us kind of healthy, which is kind of ironic at this point because she's rather unhealthy and now I'm the super healthy one. And actually my brother Alex and his wife, they're super healthy as well, (laughs) regardless. Anyway, so I had this like really big aversion to quote unquote healthy things. And granted, I mean, we didn't really know what we were doing. I don't know where she got the information that we were using, but that was a big old bust. And I also, I did the proactive thing for a while and I had some success with it. And then my skin, like I had some kind of crazy reaction And I ended up with contact dermatitis, which if you don't know what that is, it actually is similar to poison ivy, except you don't get it from a plant. You get it from um, the oils on your hands touching your skin. So it makes your skin really like scaly and really itchy. So I remember my whole forehead and kind of like onto my temples and part of my cheeks were just like scaly scaly and itchy and just like a giant pus ball okay that sounds really disgusting and it it really was really terrible (laughs) I mean that like super duper sucked um and of course you know I I was in high school and I was already self-conscious about my skin before that like I was already putting on pounds and pounds of makeup to try and cover up my skin and then that happened and it was like there was no covering it. I have some pictures from that time and oh, they're rough. Like all I can see is just like how sad and in pain I was because of my skin. And I remember, so I was going to boarding ballet school at the time and I remember um, I was in, there were two performances. That's always what it was. Like we, in our spring performance and in our winter performance, we had two nights. So there was a Friday night performance and a Saturday night performance. If you performed both nights, that was always a good thing. If you performed only one night, that was not necessarily a bad thing. But the night you wanted to be was Saturday night. That was like, oh, we put all of our best dancers, whatever, on Saturday night. And, you know, you don't really want to perform just once. And you definitely don't really want to perform just once and on Friday. (laughs) God forbid you're performing on Friday and not Saturday. Anyway, so I remember um, one of the cleaning ladies that I that I kind of know who worked at the school uh, saw me like the I think it was probably Saturday night and I wasn't performing. I was only performing on Friday and she said something to the effect of like, oh, like now that I see your skin, I understand why you're only performing one night. Yeah, I mean, like, I got, it's interesting because I feel like these days, for the most part, like, if you have acne, people won't really say shit to you about it, you know? They're just going to kind of keep their mouth shut and silently judge you. Somehow, I feel like people used to constantly talk to me about my skin. Like, that was the only thing that anyone ever saw, ever. Like, if it was an older person that maybe had acne at one point, it was like, oh, yeah, I had acne, but I don't now. So, like, it'll get better. Don't worry. Blah, blah, blah. Or just like, oh, yeah, you know, you can try this for your skin or, oh, you could do that for your skin. Like, as if I just wasn't doing something or there was something that I could be doing differently that would just fix my skin and then everything would be all better. So, it it really did, I mean... 
my confidence was already shot at that point and you know it really just kind of made it that much worse so oh man and I remember in high school like I wanted to be on Accutane so badly but I mean for multiple reasons like you know, my mom didn't take us to doctors. That wasn't a thing that we did. So I went to that one dermatologist and that didn't go very well. So that was kind of that. Um, and I remember just kind of being like, okay, well, you know, once I'm no longer under my mom's insurance and whatever, or at least once I'm no longer like under her care, once I'm 18, I'll get on the pill and everything will be fine. I'll go to a dermatologist on my own and everything will be good. So Um, oh, and by the way, the contact dermatitis, getting that clear was a whole other nightmare. I had to take steroids. I had to take another antibiotic. I had to stop using anything on my skin. I just had to use like a bar of soap and, um, like the steroids and antibiotics would make me like dizzy and nauseous during ballet class. Uh, It was a total mess. Anyway, not the point here. So, uh, let's see where was I? Well, that was some serious brain fart right there. Anyway, I did remember where I was. Well, in truth, I had to pause and go back and listen because I completely, my, my brain went blank. So I was talking about turning 18 and getting on the pill and I was so excited. So that's exactly what I did, you guys. I turned 18. I went to a dermatologist. I got on the pill. He also put me on Duac for my skin. That was the topical stuff that he gave me. And uh, I believe Tazerac as well. Yet again, I came back to the Tazerac. So the way that most of these things work is they kind of like suck out all of the moisture from your skin. So, you know, it's the it's so interesting because what I do now as far as like topically healing acne is so completely different from conventional wisdom like in the dermatology world they're just thinking about like okay sebaceous glands like we want to dry out the sebum which is like you know the pus the yellow stuff that comes out that's sebum I might be pronouncing that totally wrong but I think that's how it's pronounced anyway so you know, their whole idea is like, okay, let's dry all of this out so that there's nothing to come out. And we're going to essentially speed up the cycle of your skin shedding, if that makes sense. So that's exactly what happened. And it was really like, you know, your face gets really dry. It peels a ton any of you that have taken Accutane or have done, you know, either Duac, Tazerac, pretty much anything that a dermatologist is going to prescribe to you for a topical treatment, um, you'll probably know what I mean. So, I mean, I had to moisturize and put so much lotion on my face very frequently because, again, like my skin would be really dry and peely and just kind of uh, gross. So, I do have to say though that at that time I was able to get my skin probably like the clearest it had ever been using the Duac and being on the pill and I also like lost weight. I randomly lost like 10 or 15 pounds or so and then I no longer had insurance so I stopped using the Duac and I got off the pill and of course the acne came back. Uh, yay. That's what happens, you know, when you use these band-aid methods, it's like, okay, while you're using it, your skin might be okay. But first of all, is that something you want to do forever? Probably not. I mean, I guess I can't speak for everyone. Maybe you do want to do that forever. Um, it's just, it's not looking at what is causing this acne. You know, look, it doesn't look at all at root cause. It's literally just treating the symptoms anyway so um my skin got bad again and then I ultimately got back on the pill a year later uh but unfortunately this time around I it didn't have the same magical effect that it did the first time so when I got off the pill I gained weight back and my skin got bad again And then I got back on it being like, yeah, my skin's going to look awesome again and I'm going to lose weight again. I mean, again, like I was not 
fat by any means. I'm not trying to say that I was overweight or any of that, but my weight did indeed fluctuate. So uh, this time around, I mean, I guess over the course of a little while, like total weight gain was probably like 20, 25 pounds, which is not nothing. I mean, I was thin prior, but having gained that weight, I was you know, more like a quote-unquote average size versus being, you know, skinny. I definitely did not feel super awesome in my skin. Uh, My skin was still bad, even being on the pill. So then it was around 2013 that I was kind of just sick of feeling like crap, honestly. Like, I had sort of come to terms with having acne. I was like, okay, this is just my life. I just have acne. There is absolutely nothing I can do about it. And I've come to terms with it. It sucks, but whatever. It wasn't the worst it had ever been. You know, I felt like I sort of had it under control because I had makeup to cover it and I knew how to cover it decently well. And I felt at that point that people weren't only seeing me for my acne. You know, I had kind of learned um, how to make myself look decent outside of the acne. Plus, I think when people are adults and more mature, they see more than just acne. At this point, I was eating pretty terribly, you guys. Like, I real shitty. So I was working at a desk job, and every time that the vending machine guy came in to refill the vending machine that was in our little, like, client's cafe area, he would let us take free candy and snacks from him. So, I mean, he was super nice and super cool and just awesome, but... It was not, it was so not good for me. So, you know, I would grab a bunch of full-sized candy bars, Twix, uh, Snickers, uh, Raisinets, a bunch of chips. I I mean, I think those were my main go-tos. And I mean, they were, again, full-sized candy bars. And like, I would eat more than one in a day because, you know, I'm sitting at a desk, I'm kind of bored and they're extremely delicious and I have a sugar addiction and they were free so why not you know like what was stopping me so anyway I was sitting around eating just I mean pretty disgustingly let's be real I remember I was um I moved in with my in-laws for a while like this was a couple years prior to that and uh my mother-in-law is Japanese my husband is half Japanese so you know they normally eat a lot of rice and stuff And when I moved in, I mean, I didn't even think about it, but I guess I made a lot of pasta. So uh, my sister-in-law, who was quite young at the time, I think she was probably like 11 or 12 maybe. She's like 20 now, but anyway. Um, She was like, so is pasta your favorite food? And I was like, huh, why why do you ask that? And she's like, oh, I don't know. You just, you eat a lot of pasta? (laughs) I was like, oh, yeah, you know, pasta probably is my favorite food. I never really thought about it. I I certainly do love me some pasta. And I mean, you know, I was eating a lot of like tuna helper, uh, pasta roni. I definitely also did, you know, spaghetti and things like that. But I was more into like a, like a good creamy, cheesy kind of sauce. You know what I'm saying? Anyway. All right. So now that you have a kind of a picture of maybe how I ate. Uh, I also was very into fast food. So like I ate a ton of McDonald's and Burger King and whatever. Anyway, I ate disgustingly. Needless to say, my skin and hormones weren't, weren't too happy. So 2013, I was like, you know what? I like, I would eat the sugar and at first I was fine, but then I started feeling physically ill after eating like a bunch of sugary things. And I mean, I had like chronic constipation. I had constipation. I didn't even realize like all throughout high school, like I was constipated and I didn't know, like I didn't know that you were supposed to poop every day. I thought like, oh, you know, if I poop once a week or three times, three times a week is really good. I mean, I was super constipated 24 seven and had no freaking idea. I just thought it was normal. And I mean, as an adult too, I think that got like a bit better maybe as an adult, but you know, I would, I would randomly get hemorrhoids and this is, I mean, I'm talking like, you know, 19 years old, 20, 21, 22, like you should not 
be having hemorrhoids at 21 and 22. I'm just saying. So yeah, that was me. <laughs> um, it was pretty gross. And uh, yeah, beginning of 2013, I was like, you know what? I'm sick of feeling gross. I am going to do the master cleanse. And just so you know, like I had done, I had done juice cleanses a couple of times, like three day juice cleanse, five day juice cleanse. And honestly, like I typically didn't really feel super great while I did them and I didn't see really any improvements in my skin. So that didn't motivate me to change my diet. But I did the master cleanse, which if you don't know, some people call it the lemonade diet or the Beyonce diet. But essentially it's, uh, you make a mixture of lemon juice, water, cayenne pepper, and grade B maple syrup. And you kind of make like a lemonade and that's all you drink for 10 days. But you also have to do an ease in period and an ease out period. So the ease in period, um, each day is something different. It's three days to ease in, three days to ease out. Oh my God. Can you guys hear that? We have squirrels in our roof. I hear them chewing on it. It makes me so angry. Anyway, I'm sorry. So master cleanse. So the easing in, you do a day of raw foods. So only raw fruits and vegetables. And then you do a second day of um, broths. So you can do, you know, like a bone broth. Essentially just, it's still just liquids though. So it's just broth. Um, not like full soups with chunks and stuff. And then the third day is orange juice only, which in my opinion is the worst day. Also, fun fact, I like had no idea what I was doing at the time, but I totally did like a YouTube vlog series (laughs) way back when of me doing the master cleanse to uh, document my journey. Those videos are super cringy. If you manage to find them on YouTube, I just want to say kudos to you. Um, but they're not that easy to find. So good luck anyways. So the master cleanse, I did it. So I eased in, I did the 10 days of just the lemonade and then I eased out and I lost like 10 to 15 pounds and I felt amazing. Honestly, like it was, it was really quite incredible how much more clarity I felt in my brain And, you know, I realized that I had like so much time and energy to spend on things that were not related to food. Um, And another element of that is you do either a saltwater flush or you do um, smooth move tea. So the saltwater flush made me both vomit and have diarrhea. So I only did it one time. And then after that, I just stuck with the smooth move tea. Now, Full disclosure, first of all, I'm not recommending this cleanse, number one. Number two, I do want to say that like it does not feel good when you drink. So you drink the smooth move tea. The idea of this is to cleanse out your colon. So it's like getting a colonics, but without having the actual colonics procedure done. And it's essentially like clearing out your colon of all of the stuff that's in there so since you're not digesting any food there's no um, food waste for your body to move out of your colon and therefore the tea instead kind of like clears out the stuff that's in there because you guys I mean it's really gross but our colons we have like gum in there And like so many gross things from our entire lives. Like it doesn't all clear out when you poop. A lot of it stays in your colon, in your body. And that can have a huge impact on acne. And I mean, that's just like totally not the point here. But I just wanted to put that that out there. So... Uh, during that master cleanse, I was still on the pill, but oh my God, like my skin did really well. I mean, I didn't break out the whole time I was on the cleanse. So that to me right there was like, okay, this is something I definitely like, this tells me that my diet is related to my skin and it's not just, oh, woe is me. My life sucks. This is just the hand I've been dealt. So from there, I cut out dairy. I did not go paleo. I had no idea what paleo was. I had not heard of it at that point. Um, But I did cut out dairy and I did kind of like, you know, 
quote unquote healthier foods. So I was eating like whole grain pasta, which is ironic because whole grain pasta, let's just be real here, guys. It's disgusting. Like the texture sucks. It tastes bad. Ugh. So, you know, I was doing like the whole, oh, I'm eating healthy. I did like meatless Mondays and fish Fridays and all of that random stuff. And I didn't know why I was doing it, but I was just trying to eat healthier. That was my my noble attempt. Uh, my skin still wasn't super awesome, so I did do another master cleanse six months later. Uh, that time around did not go so well for me. I didn't feel too great. Uh, I did still break out during the cleanse. And uh, I ended up kind of like losing more weight than I wanted to. I didn't want to be that skinny. Like it was just a little bit much for me. So second time around wasn't too great. But um, I spent a lot of time while doing that particular round of the Master Cleanse researching. So uh, my sister-in-law had actually tried paleo and for her she was like, eh, you know, it doesn't really work for me. It's You kind of have to eat a lot of meat. And I was like, wait, hold on. You eat a lot of meat? She's like, yeah, yeah, but there's no grains. And I was like, wait, but how, like, what do you eat if you don't eat grains? Like, how can you eat like bread, pasta, cereal? I mean, again, the pasta thing, you guys, clearly I had a pasta problem. Um, but yeah, like it kind of boggled my mind, but I was, I was curious because I love me some meat and any quote unquote diet that says you can eat a lot of meat, I was interested in. So I looked into it and I found Elena's Pantry. That was the first paleo site that I ever found. And I saw that she had almond flour banana bread. And I was like, oh my God, and regular bread too. I was like, wait, so I can be paleo and still have bread. I can totally do this thing. So when I came off the master cleanse, I decided to go paleo and... I mean, I've been paleo since then. That was 2013, probably around August of 2013 that I like officially went paleo, so to speak. Now, I did not start with a paleo whole 30 or anything like that. I kind of just did, you know, I mean, like I would make paleo treats. I would make paleo bread. I did a slow-ish transition into paleo. And uh, also in between there, like in between those two master cleanses, I did get some laser treatment done on my skin. I mean, my skin wasn't super awesome at like during that time. I don't want you guys to think that. Again, during that first master cleanse, I didn't break out more. Uh, But afterwards, you know, I did start breaking out again, which is obviously part of why I did it again six months later. I was like, oh, I felt so great the first time. Let's do this again. But in between there, I was also using Obagi, which I don't know if you've heard of that, but it's actually, it's really great for lightening scars, especially. I think there's, it slightly like bleaches your skin to lighten the scars. I, I bought a Groupon for an acne laser. So I would go like every few weeks to get this acne laser done and I was getting uh, chemical peels and I was using Obagi, and I was still on the pill, and I was not eating dairy, and like my skin was, it was okay, you know, it, for me, I was like, all right, this is, this is not bad, like this manageable, right, it's manageable, and then I did that second master cleanse again, I did continue to break out during that time around so I was like all right kind of discouraged went paleo my skin kind of stayed sort of the same and then a couple months after being paleo I was like you know what I'm doing this healthy lifestyle thing and I want to get off the pill so part of the reason I wanted to get off the pill was because I wanted to get my skin clear and healthy without being on it like I didn't want that to be the thing that I was relying on was number one. But number two, I was also like, hey, you know, like when the time comes to have a kid, I don't want that to be a struggle. Like I didn't want to have to deal with infertility issues, ironically. So I was like, I want to get off the pill now so that, you know, a couple years down the line when I want to have a kid, I'll be able to do so easily. 
Oh man, little did I know that coming off the pill was going to be like the catalyst for just so much, like so much came of that. So I got off the pill, my skin, I mean, I guess it took, you know, within the span of a couple months that it got like really bad, but uh, it, it got real bad. So... Yeah, you've seen my before pictures and I talk a lot about the fact that when my skin was at its worst, which is a lot of those before pictures that you see, I mean, I was kind of running myself ragged. I was eating really super duper perfectly clean paleo. I was working two jobs, so I had my corporate job and then in the evening I would go and teach ballet and then on top of that, I was like really, really adamant about doing Bikram yoga. If you don't know what Bikram yoga is, it's a 90-minute uh, yoga class that you do in a 105-degree room at 40% humidity. It's supposed to be really super amazing for you. And, you know, I can't, I can't really say anything bad about Bikram itself, uh, I, but I was a little too intense with it. Like I wanted to compete. So I actually had signed up for like competition training in Bikram. And uh, my skin was just at its very, very worst when I was going really, really consistently. And it was like this decision that I had to make all the time. I was like, okay, so I know that if I take class, my skin will be worse, but I'll be fitter. So I'll look better and I'll feel better, but my skin is going to be worse. So it's like I had to consciously decide between the two every time I took class. It's like, all right, well, do I want my skin to be shitty or do I want my body to be shitty? Why can't they both just be great? No, not a thing? Okay, great. So, you know, I, and oftentimes I still also was like, but you know, I, this must be good for me. So, I still, I would kept going, right? Like, so I was working these jobs. I was working the two jobs. I was going to Bikram all the time. I was eating really intense paleo. And like, I was researching 24-7. Like, I was the epitome of obsessed. I would constantly listen to podcasts. One of my favorite podcasts in general, by the way, is called the Balance Bites podcast with Liz Wolf and Diane Sanfilippo. And they are just like my two of probably my favorite human beings ever and I've never even met them in person and I just I love the work that they do so much and they share so much valuable information and content and they just are like so empowering because with the information that they provided I felt like I was able to take ownership of my life and everything so I digress I did also purchase Liz's uh, purely primal skincare guide which I think she's actually might have even taken off the market now but that was a really great resource for me at the time it was actually called the skin intervention guide uh, but you know my skin I like again I was I was doing everything right but my skin was still struggling and I I mean, so I was struggling, obviously, like it was really, really tough. And I was, I mean, I was really quite thin at the time. Like I was just kind of running myself ragged, working so hard to get my skin clear. And like, I was obsessed. I would stare in the mirror all the time. I was constantly taking pictures of my skin. I mean, like it really took over my identity again. And quite frankly, how bad it got as an adult and this is probably like, you know, 2014 is really the year that it got the worst. So, you know, I mean, I was like a 24-year-old woman and that's the very worst that my skin got during that time period. And, you know, I just, I had no confidence whatsoever. And like, I mean, my hormones were just so off. Like my testosterone levels were through the roof. I had like zero estrogen. So, you know, my sex drive was essentially non-existent and I was spotting year round for literally, the, I spotted year round for a year and a half. Um, more on that later. But, you know, I, I was just like really down on myself and I didn't, I couldn't understand. This was a common theme for me. Like I could not understand why and how I had people in my life that still loved and cared about me, even though I looked the way that I did because I genuinely found it so disgusting. Like I would look at myself and be disgusted and just be like, wow, like I 
hate what I am seeing. I hate this person that is looking back at me. This is gross and disgusting. Like, why is this my life? Why am I this person? Why does my husband love me? Why is he still attracted to me when I look this disgusting? Like, how is that even possible? Why, like, why do my friends stick around when I look like this? I genuinely could not understand. Like, I hated myself. I, I don't know how else I can describe that. You know, I talk about it a lot in my posts, but like, I really genuinely with every ounce and every fiber of my being hated myself and um, you know that's really it's tough to come back from but at the same time you know I knew that I was making all of the best decisions that I possibly could for my skin so turning to any other avenue was not really an option for me I'm I'm a pretty stubborn person. So like once I set my mind to something, even though my skin was getting worse and worse, I kept on the course. I kept doing the natural thing. And um, I'm going to talk about the things I was doing that I really think, you know, it's not just about doing everything quote unquote right that's not necessarily going to get you clear skin and it certainly is not going to make you happy in life. So, you know, the answer isn't always paleoing harder or, you know, doing something differently or like, oh, you're you're wrong, you have to fix this or fix that. Healing is such a process and, you know, it takes time and love and energy for yourself. Like it's, it's about investing in yourself not about how can I fix this thing about me that sucks and is wrong. Like that is not where your heart needs to be if you want to heal your skin. So I'm going to talk about just a few of the things that I was doing that I don't think were serving me in fa- as far as like the natural stuff goes and just some small changes that I made that I think had a really big impact. Okay, so... First and foremost, I was doing the oil cleansing method and I 100% am a fan of the oil cleansing method. It is still what I do now. However, it's very important that you find an oil that works for your skin. So when my skin was at its worst, I was doing the oil cleansing method with coconut oil. And I was also doing a toner of apple cider vinegar. So definitely you want to use raw apple cider vinegar. Um and water and then I would do a baking soda water paste occasionally to exfoliate. I was using a beauty balm from Green Pastures to moisturize and then I would also use my Aztec clay. If you follow me on Instagram I just did a post recently about that Aztec clay. I do love that stuff. Anyway so that was one thing I was doing. And then I was also doing no poo for my hair. I don't know if you've heard of that before, but it's a way of cleansing your hair without using actual shampoo. So you essentially do a mixture of baking soda and water and you pour that on your head and then you do a mixture of apple cider vinegar and water and you pour that on your head and it's supposed to like alkalinize your scalp and just be amazing for your hair and yada yada and yeah anyway so I was doing that and then I was doing Bikram yoga at least three to five times a week and I was also doing some advanced classes so Bikram yoga on its own is 90 minutes an advanced class is two and a half hours instead of an hour and a half And uh, again, I was pushing myself insanely hard. I wanted to compete. So, I mean, I was going in there. I was pushing. Yeah. And then I was also at that time supplementing on and off with Vitex, maca root, uh, fermented cod liver oil, butter oil blend, milk thistle, and L-glutamine. And then I was eating pretty much just standard paleo. Uh, Again, I was, I mean, I was really pretty strict with it. So I wasn't like cheating a whole bunch if you want to call it a cheat which I don't really like but uh so that's kind of what I was doing now what did I change I do want to mention one thing here real quick so I did see a naturopath early 2015 however the naturopath helped me gain clarity on my hormones and 
I did continue to spot even while I was able to clear my skin. So I cleared my skin while my hormones were still pretty out of whack. And then seeing the naturopath and uh, some specific supplementation that I did with him, and I've talked about that in blog posts in the past, and I'll talk more about that in an episode that's maybe more geared towards PCOS since I do have PCOS. Um, But in this case, I want to speak really just to the acne side of this. So um, again, I did clear my skin prior to seeing the naturopath. And I so I cleared my skin all on my own. I didn't get any help, which like in hindsight, I think there just wasn't anything available at the time. Like, yes, Liz Wolf had her skin intervention guide, or sorry, the Purely Primal Skincare Guide book, but that was like it. You know, had she had some kind of one-on-one course, I'm sure I would have purchased that and I definitely would have wanted to work with her one-on-one or even Diane Sanfilippo or like so many people that I would have loved to work with, but they didn't, at the time, they weren't taking clients. And you know, now as well, they've kind of upscaled their businesses so they're kind of on another level they don't really have time to be taking clients one-on-one I totally get that Um, but I felt like there was no support for me and honestly the the space of the internet right now is so different from what it was like when I started posting about my skin transformation back in early 2015 there were not people out there posting pictures of their acne like at least I hadn't seen them and I certainly had not seen anyone with skin as bad as mine come back from it and like there was no like oh all of these people are out there giving tips on how to clear their acne like now I do it and I find like a bunch of other women that are doing it too which I think is amazing and awesome because you know not one thing is going to work for everyone so it's great for you guys to have options But like that, the space that I entered into of the internet world in early 2015, like it was not where it is right now. And, you know, throughout 2014, again, I just, I didn't find any support while I was looking for it. And I think because of that gap, so many people have stepped up, right? Like people in the PCOS world have stepped up since then. People with acne have stepped up to try and fill that space and help people know that there are alternative options and there is hope and you're not alone. And this is a real thing and healing is real and can happen. Okay, so that was a really long, like, let me interject right there. But back to what I switched, just the small switches that I made that I think had a really big impact on my skin. So I went from doing, again, I was oil cleansing with coconut oil and I switched instead to grapeseed oil. So grapeseed oil has a bunch of really great properties for your skin it's funny because I I think when I originally switched to grapeseed oil, it was like I just kind of had some, so I decided to try it out. Like I hadn't read anything about, oh, grapeseed oil is super beneficial, so you should use grapeseed oil. Like I just kind of tried it and it worked so much better. Like it was a game changer. And now these days, I do still love grapeseed oil. I use it to oil pull and to oil cleanse. And uh, I do also love... Fatco, which was formerly Fat Face Skin Care, they make a um, an oil cleansing oil blend that they have different ones for different skin types, but one of them is primarily grapeseed oil based, and that's the one that I tend to use. I will put a link to that in the show notes. So you can find that there. And I'll also try to link to the grapeseed oil and the different products and stuff that I refer to here. So on top of that, I stopped no-pooing my hair. So even though that was technically supposed to be like the greatest thing for my hair, it seriously was stressing me out because I looked like shit all the time, okay? Like my hair, (laughs) I don't know. But like if you're someone with acne, you need something to like draw people's attention away and for me that was always my hair like I was always able to make my hair look good despite the fact that my skin looked terrible and no pooing having my hair look gross while my skin was super gross like that was just too much for me I could not handle it so 
I stopped no pooing and instead I switched to using Avalon Organics. Um, so it's just a more natural shampoo and conditioner and there's a bunch of really great options out there. It really is crucial that you take care of your hair care as well if you have acne because that's a huge trigger for breakouts. Anyway, again, also not the point of this podcast today. So another thing that I did was I quit that second job. So I stopped teaching in the evenings, which was really good for me because, you know, I mean, I was getting home at like 10 p.m. every night. I do job one and job two. Granted, I mean, I was making pretty good money and that was nice, but it was a lot. I was really running myself ragged and, uh, yeah, so I, I stopped teaching in the evenings. I still had my corporate job, but I did instead start dancing and I stopped doing Bikram. So I was no longer doing Bikram. Instead, I was doing ballet in the evenings, which, you know, is kind of for me like a like a soulmate kind of thing. Like, you know, I grew up trained to be a professional ballet dancer. I went to a private boarding school for ballet, Kirov Academy of Ballet in Washington, D.C., that was my high school and you know I I just I, I don't know ballet is just a part of me it's a part of my soul hence my name you know the paleo ballerina because that's kind of my identity and so I went back to dancing and not teaching which obviously wasn't wasn't another job it was just kind of the way I was getting in my exercise and I wanted to rekindle my love for ballet and I honestly like I wanted to see if I could do it again if I could possibly have a ballet career because I hadn't followed through with it so um yeah that those lifestyle switches were pretty big for me because I mean all of that alone took my stress level down like crazy right so My stress was reduced so much and I was doing something that was kind of like feeding my soul instead. You know, I replaced a stressor with something that was making me happy and again, making my soul just feel like, I don't know, it just like lightened me up and uh, yeah. So that was another switch that I made and then Another thing I did as far as supplementation goes, I upped my dose of the fermented cod liver oil butter oil blend to two teaspoons instead of one teaspoon. I didn't actually do that for my skin. I did that because I had like looked up what can I do if I have a cold and I was getting a cold. So I started taking two teaspoons and I saw great improvement pretty, pretty rapidly. So Taking a double dose of that, I think, just gave my body that extra boost of nutrients that it really needed. And then I also uh, reduced my L-glutamine. So for some reason, I was taking a full teaspoon, which really is not a good idea. L-glutamine is kind of like less is more type of thing. You don't want to go too crazy with it. But I stopped taking everything else. So I stopped with like the Vitex and the maca root and like all of the other random crap I was taking. I just stuck to the fermented cod liver oil, butter oil blend at two teaspoons and the L-glutamine at half a teaspoon a day. So I just kept it really simple and concentrated on my gut health. And keep in mind, you know, I did start kind of you know, my healthy journey at the beginning of 2013. So it's not as if I made these changes and everything was just hunky-dory. It's like I had already laid a lot of groundwork. I did also do the 21-day sugar detox uh, a couple times. And a big reason for that for me is because I'm a huge sugar addict. And uh, yeah. I, I needed some help in, in that regards. You know, even being paleo, you can certainly get in too much sugar in the form of like maple syrup and honey and, you know, all that kind of stuff. I did also at this point like really kind of ramp up my paleoness. So at first, you know, I was I was eating squeaky clean paleo, but I, I didn't know as much about like nutrient density and what I should really be concentrating on. So I started eating a lot of sardines, uh, getting gelatin into my diet, and I mean, attempting to eat some 
offal, which if you don't know is like organ meats, which they're so, so nutrient dense, so amazing for you, so amazing for your skin. Uh, kind of hard to stomach just for me. It's like the thought of it grosses me out. But I did order from US Wellness Meats some like uh, liverwurst and head cheese, if you've heard of that. So I ordered stuff like that, trying to eat more. And I ate more fermented foods, so sauerkraut, things like that. And on top of that, I did an autoimmune protocol. So for those of you that don't know, the autoimmune protocol is like paleo, but harder. So there's more things that are restricted. You cut out also eggs, nuts, nightshades, which is like tomatoes, eggplants, peppers, and then seeds as well. So it's nuts and seeds. So you can't even have things like cumin or sunflower seeds, sunflower seed butter, or, you know, almond butter, any of that kind of stuff. You can find a lot more information on the autoimmune protocol online and some of the recipes on my website are autoimmune protocol friendly as well. So all of that made a huge difference. Plus, like I mentioned, time, you guys. Like I, again, my skin maybe was getting really worse, but I was still making pretty good decisions for myself, dietary, like dietary decisions, even if my lifestyle decisions weren't all that great. You know, I was running myself ragged, but I was eating pretty well. So that still does help in the grand scheme of things. So once I did get things more aligned and I started really, you know, finding the balance within my life, I was able to heal fairly quickly. But time really is important. This whole healing thing is a process. It's not going to happen overnight, but it is so, so, so worth it. And, you know, maybe you're like at the point where you've kind of done all of this grunt work and your skin's pretty clear right now, but you feel like, oh, now I'm kind of stuck with this really restrictive like lifestyle, blah, blah, blah. Like when it comes down to it, no matter what, the way you think about this is going to be the biggest catalyst for your success. Are you going to think about it as like, oh, this is so restrictive, all these things I can't do, this terrible lifestyle change, blah, 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 blah. Or are you going to look at this as something that's liberating you? It's freeing you from the confinements of having acne. It's freeing you from feeling like shit all the time. It's freeing you from being unhealthy. It is freeing you from so much. I always encourage my clients to concentrate on what you can eat, not what you can't eat, right? Concentrate on the fact that you are making the best decisions possible for your skin and for your body. You know, like what's the worst that could happen? You try a healthy protocol and maybe your skin doesn't get 100% clear in the time frame that you want or the way that you want, but you're still going to be moving in the right direction. You're still being going to be getting yourself closer to that end goal of clear skin and a healthy and happy life free from acne. So I've gone through a whole lot since this time. Again, this was like the beginning of 2015. That's kind of where my story ends, so to speak. From there, you know, I I dabbled with Shakeology and my skin was pretty clear. I talked about this a little bit in my relaunch episodes. That's two episodes ago in episode 15. Uh, And then I did ultimately stop drinking Shakeology and I incorporated back in some supplements, definitely the L-glutamine, a few other things. Collagen peptides have been huge for me. Vital proteins, collagen peptides are what I'm referring to. You know, doing the actions for healing your leaky gut. I mean, those are things you should really just kind of do in general. Like if you want to maintain a healthy body and happy skin, you've got to feed it good things. And The beauty of it is that as time goes on and the more healing you do, you can get away with doing stuff. You know what I mean? Like you don't have to be 100% perfect for forever and having the mindset of being anal about what you're eating and being anal about being perfect with your diet is not going to serve you. So, you know, let loose, have fun with it. Concentrate on the beautiful, delicious food that you can eat because there are some amazing recipes out there. There's plenty on my site, but there's also so many others. You know, there's Paleo OMG, again, Diane Sanfilippo. I mean, there's there are so many options out there, so many great recipes that you can make that can keep your skin clear. Now, if 
this was like a lot of content. I know that this is a very long podcast in the end. I do also have a blog post that tells this story. So again, starting from kind of like 11 years old up until 2015, which is when I did that blog post. And uh, I, I will put a link to it in the show notes, but just if you're, you know, wanting to go to it, it's on my website. So it's www.thepaleoballerina.com slash blog slash my acne journey. So I've come a very long way since then. I've learned so much more about loving myself and how that is so crucial for a happy life and happy skin. And there's even so much more to clearing your skin than I knew at the time that I did that blog post. So I am always learning. I'm always out here trying to learn more for you guys, for myself, because I live this life, you guys. This I'm not just, you know, talking about it in theory. This isn't just like, oh yeah, you know, if you have acne, do this and blah, 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 blah. And oh, I had some acne here or there. Like I get that there are people who are giving advice from that side of things and there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. But for me, I mean, acne has kind of shaped my life, truth be told. And if you want to see pictures, I put a bunch of pictures in that blog post, that 2015 blog post that I mentioned. And I kind of put them all, I'm looking back and I'm like, wow, I kind of forgot that I had put all of these pictures out there. And uh, they're pretty rough, but, you know, go have a look-see if you want to see them. I look very upset in all of them because... I was upset. I was not happy because I felt really self-conscious all the time. But uh, I tried to make a point to go out with no makeup and to have no makeup on as often as possible because, you know, makeup is just, it's bad for your skin. So with all of that being said, I am here to serve you. I am absolutely so happy to be in this position, to have the opportunity to help people who have struggled or are struggling just like I did and to give you hope and I really want you to know that clear skin is possible doing it naturally is possible and there might be some you know hardships along the way there might be but it is so worth it to heal yourself naturally from the inside out don't put a band-aid on your acne It is not worth it. It's just going to come back eventually. I hate to break it to you. I don't want to be the bearer of bad news, but more often than not, it comes back. So with all that being said, don't forget about the giveaway I announced last time. So if you want to keep yourself hydrated with Hydroflask, which is just my favorite brand of water bottle, It keeps your cold water cold for 24 hours, hot water hot, or again, tepid water tepid if you like that. So don't forget to leave a rating and a review. So I don't, it does need to be both a written review and the rating. So not just the stars, but I do need to see like a written review as your entry. And then make sure that you're following me on Instagram. My Instagram handle is The Paleo Ballerina. You can also find me on Facebook as The Paleo Ballerina. My website is www.thepalerina. Wow, palerina, really. www.thepaleoballerina.com. If you have any questions, you can always email me at thepaleoballerina at gmail.com. I want to thank you so much for joining me here. Again, do enter that giveaway. I want to make sure that I've got a bunch of entries because I'm going to just kind of do like a random. I'm going to assign each entry a number. I'm going to pick a random number. That person's going to win a 40-ounce Hydro Flask. These water bottles are bomb. So trust me, you want one. Uh, And uh, on that note... If you're looking for additional resources, you're trying to figure out how to clear your skin, maybe you're at the beginning of your journey, I do have a bunch of free resources for you on my website for that very reason. If you're not ready to jump into a program, check out those free resources. And I do have a new program coming up that I'm really excited to announce. It is called Ditch the Bitch, and it is all about getting you off of birth control without having your skin going crazy. So pre-registration for that will be opening soon. 
I will give you more details on that in the next episode. Thank you again so much for being here, for being present and being amazing. And I'm sorry if you hear my dog whining and scratching at my door in the background. I think my husband's probably home, so she's like itching to get out of this room. Anyway, thank you guys. I love you so very much and have an amazing day. Bye.